Good morning. How is everybody? Good. How many of you are already busy, even though it's the very beginning of the school year? Raise your hand if you're already busy. How many of you have already been to dance? Anybody been to dance? What about gymnastics? How many of you been to cheerleading? How many of you been to soccer or some kind of athletic sport band? Y'all busy? Are your parents busy? Are they busy? Do you see them when they run past you in the house? Shoo! Shoo! They take care of you, but you see them. They're busy, aren't they? We're all so busy. We are all so busy. And I just want to encourage you to every once in a while. Now, you guys are, are pretty good at this. I hope you're better at this than some of the adults. But to play, I hope you stop and you play and you have a lot of fun. I hope you stop every once in a while and smell the roses, smell the flowers, look at the sun, feel the breeze on your face. I hope that you will stop because I don't want any of you, when you get old like me, to turn around and go, what happened? Where did my life go? I wanted to do this and this for God, and I wanted to stop and smell the roses, and I still haven't done that. So I want you to take time, and I would encourage you every week, now I know this is really hard for some of you, but every week, take 30 minutes and go into a quiet room and just sit there and listen. Because I think sometimes when we sit and we listen, you know who speaks? God. That's right. And so I'm going to encourage you to do that for the rest of the school year. One day a week, go into your bedroom, go into some place where you can be quiet and sit there for 30 minutes. You think you can do that for me? Yeah, I see some of you shaking your heads yes. I'm going to be checking with your mothers and your dads to see if you can actually do it. All right? And this bedtime doesn't count. Okay, sleeping doesn't count. This is another time, all right? Will you do that for me? Yes! All right. There's some enthusiasm to my left. All right. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for life, and we thank you for work, and we thank you for, uh, for school, and we thank you for all the things you give us. Just help us slow down and enjoy the life you have given us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all so much. Okay, if you would like to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians, we're going to start there today. Ephesians chapter 5. For those of you who don't have your Bibles, the scripture will be up on the screen as it usually is. However, if you have your Bible and you would like to turn to that page and read it with me, that would be wonderful. You can even take notes in your Bible. It's all right. Uh, Nothing will happen to you. No lightning strikes or anything else like that. You can write in your Bible. It's all right. So if you would like to follow along, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Let's pray. Lord, slow our breathing. Slow our hearts. Slow our minds. We lay our lives before you at this moment. And simply ask God that as you sweep away the distractions of our life, that you would pour out your Spirit on all of us in this room. That you would make your words come alive in us. And that your Spirit would begin to change us from the inside out. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in the noise. And thank you for being in the silence. Amen. So, we have a test. I know, I know, it's only the second week of school. And we already have a test, yes. I'm a slave driver of a teacher. No, just kidding. So, what do you want from life? Yell it out, anybody. What do you want from life? Peace. Peace. Love. Love. Happiness. Health. Health. Success. Contentment. Money. Money. A few of you are speaking the truth. Huh? Salvation. Salvation. Purpose. There's lots of things we want in life. I think generally, in our culture as we look out, if you consider all of the things that have happened in our culture over the last probably 10 years, success and money are pretty high up there. Because there are some folks that were so driven that they made some choices that probably weren't the best choices in their life. And they not only ruined their lives, but they ruined the lives of countless other people. And it, this thing spans, I mean, the choices that we make in order to get this success and this, have this drive and to be number one and all of those things spans not only the business world, but it, it spans the sports world, it spans the dance world. I don't know if you all have seen uh, all the shows that are on out there. And if you watched college football this weekend, you couldn't help but hear all of the things that have happened at least three or four uh, major universities where people compromise their integrity in order to be number one and to have the success. I don't know if you all see it, and I don't even know I know the name of it, but I have seen it long enough. I know I don't want to watch it anymore. There is a little, uh, there's a dance show on now with this woman who's the dance leader, and she is something else. I have never seen anybody treat children the way she treats them, but it's all about the win for her. 
And I mean, she, these are little girls, and she just waylays them. And, and, and she treats them as if they are professional athletes making a couple million dollars a year, but they're doing this and they're paying her for it. You can look across our culture and see this sense of drive, this sense of desire, this sense of, of I, I think, maybe deeply meaning and purpose and wanting to be on top. And, and I don't know if you can feel the locomotive in our culture that is just going chuggity, 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 chuggity. And I mean, it's coming. And you can hear it coming, and you, you may or may not be ready. You may already be on the locomotive, just tracking along, ready to do whatever it takes to get wherever you need to go. When I started this series and thinking about this series and what we could talk about uh, in this series called Before the Calendar Goes Crazy, there is a word that was thrown out, and it's called balance. How many of you all would like balance in your life? Okay? Now, I want you to remember that all the way through the service, all right? You want balance in your life. Raise your hand. Raise your hand again so I can see it nice and high. All right. What is balance? Sanity. What is balance? Peace. When everything's right. Okay. A uh, dictionary on the internet says it is the state of equilibrium. Now, the state of equilibrium can be in your body, can be in your mind, can be with your finances, can be symmetrical, symmetry as you look around, things are, are balanced just right so it looks good. It can be all kinds of things. So let me ask you another question. What gets balanced in your life? Now, if some of you were honest, you'd say, Absolutely nothing. But what gets balanced in your life? The checkbook. That's about the only thing that gets balanced in our life, isn't it? The checkbook. And for some of us, it doesn't even get there. Balanced. Well, let's, let's talk about what we try to balance in our life. Work. Children. Spouse. House. Body, finances, church, and the list goes on and on and on and on. And pretty soon, we have something and you all can barely see it and we don't have a spotlight, so you're going to have to come over here and look. Our lives look a bit like this. And it's full of stuff. There's a computer over here for work and some money, a giant calculator, a nice little football, a bottle of Smirnoff, <laughs> strawberry, triple distilled. What is it? Oh, vodka. There it is. I was like, what is this? Anybody recognize this? The dumbbell. How many of y'all have time to exercise? Oh, there's, a, there's somebody honest. <laughs> Man, there is so much stuff we try to balance in our life. And today, I'm actually going to challenge the belief that what we want or need is balance. We'll get there at the end, because first, got to get to why I want to challenge that truth. 
So all of us want balance. We are all trying to get balance in our life, right? Right? Are you sure? All right. But in the midst of trying to balance life, we choose and we wind up living at the speed of life. And today, the speed of life is incredibly too fast, if you ask me. So I want you to take a look at a couple of calendars. What does your calendar look? Maybe it looks a little bit like this. Now, that's a nice contemporary calendar. If some of you don't know what a calendar like that looks like, that's because you probably don't use Outlook or something like that. That's all right. So it may not look like that to find balance. That looks balanced, doesn't it? But it's cram-packed, right? Your calendar may, may look like this. Now, I'm almost guarantee you that's a mother's calendar. But you notice right down here in the very bottom corner, what does that say? Somebody who sits in the front. Read Bible, Read Bible daily. Nice, big, bold print. Now, I look at that calendar, I'm going, sure. Where? Because I don't know, I don't, I'm not sure I see it, but maybe this person gets there. So how is it going? Maybe your calendar looks like these. But let's talk about life, living at the speed of life. What do you all know about instant gratification? You like it? Sure, absolutely. You don't even have to go to the, to the, to the video store anymore. If you have it all set up, one click, you got a movie, you're there at the house, you don't even have to go to the theater anymore. What else do we have in our lives that is instant gratification? Fast food. Really healthy for you, too. Starbucks. Starbucks. What else? Email. Texting. The leash. Yes? The leash. If you don't call this your leash, you're probably not employed or your phone is not owned by your company. Because this is your leash. They can find you wherever you are. What else? Instant gratification. Credit cards, getting your paychecks, direct deposit, the internet, you have the world at your fingertips, the microwave oven. Now, how many things in our life, in your lifetime, were created in this world in order to help us save time? A lot of stuff, right? The microwave being one. But what have we done with the time we have saved? added more work. We just fill it up. It's not a time to uh, relax. We don't zap the food in the microwave uh, in the morning to get the kids out the door so we can relax. We just get it so we can go and we move on. Now there are uh, hundreds and hundreds of things that have been invented to save us time so that our work week might be shorter, that our lives might be simpler. Fooey. It's not happening, is it? Is that working for anybody in the room? All right, just checking. What about the Extreme Makeover? Have y'all seen any of those shows? The Extreme Makeover? Extreme Makeover, Home Edition, Body Edition, Mind Edition, Foot, Toenail, I don't know. They're going to come up with every kind of edition there is. But what is that about? Transformation, no doubt. But how quickly does it happen? 
In an hour. In an hour. Somebody gets an entirely new house. Now we know, logically in our minds, it takes longer than an hour. But some of those, it takes two weeks. Okay? But even then, two weeks. How many of you all have had any minor work at your house done by a real construction team? Does it take two weeks? No. It takes an eternity. But here we have this show in our minds and everybody, I can't, if you've watched it, this is sunk into your brain. I want it and I want it now. And I want everything new and brand new, everything perfect now. At the end of this hour, everything in my life should be settled and perfectly fine. Anybody's life working that way? Okay, let's go back to my childhood. What was the way to keep teenagers from getting into trouble or at least getting them into less trouble when it was my turn to be a child to a teenager? What was the... Huh? Say it again. A rope and a gag. No. Anybody know? What was the culturally accepted thing to do to keep kids out of trouble? Mowing the lawn. TV, chores, have them at church. You guys are all, I, I see, and maybe I just grew up differently. The thing I heard all the time, you want to keep kids off drugs? You want to keep kids off the street? Give them something to? Give them something to? Do. Do. That was it. Give them something to do. We don't care. Actually, they did care. It was mostly sports. Get them off the streets, get them in sports, get them to do all those things. Get them busy, 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 busy. Now what do we have? Overly busy kids with hyper-anxiety. And they don't know how to do much of anything because they're so stressed out, they don't know what to do. We've driven even our children to the point of breaking because it's all about what to do. Workaholism, over-exercise, work, actually workaholism fits in all of these categories. Exercise, work, children, house, car, spouse, church. You hear me say church, right? And that one scares me because obviously we have to do a lot to make this thing happen. But you can get so busy doing church that it wears you out. It just plumb wears you out. And there's something else, right? It isn't just what we have, right? Is this all we have for all of those things we desired, all the things we wanted at the beginning of, of this service? Is this all there is? I think about living in fast forward. How many of you all have ever tried to watch an entire movie on fast forward? Has anybody tried to do that? Matthew, doesn't surprise me, brother. Doesn't surprise me. So, Michael, that doesn't surprise me either. Michael over here. Now, let me just put your mind somewhere, maybe, that you can think about this. When your children or, or your spouse or your friends see you in life, do they watch you and see a movie and fast forward? Do they hear you 
and hear your words. I mean, is that what they experience? And after a while, what do they do? They go, whoa, slow down. Now, we may do that with children. I don't know. We may do that with, with other people. I don't know. But what do our kids see? What do our friends see? What do those around us see? Do they see somebody who's just going so fast that it looks like their heads are going to fall off? Because I think, particularly with children, after a while, they just do this with mom and dad. Because they're in amazement. They're like, man, I don't know how they do that. I'm tired just watching them. Give me a nap, please. What is driving us? What is it in the depth of who we are? What is driving us? And is balance truly what we need? It may be what we seek. But is it truly what we need? The reason I say that is if you've ever studied anything in science or considered uh, what they talk about when, when something grows, do you know what happens when something grows usually? Something else causes disequilibrium in that entity. Maybe it's a cell. Maybe it's a body. Maybe you've gotten sick and to get healthy, it has to change the way things have always been done. It doesn't seek balance, it seeks health. And for me, those are two very different things. The reason I say that is because I don't think God calls us to seek balance. I think God calls us to seek peace. Now, peace is something altogether different, possibly, than what you're thinking in your mind right now. Some of you, peace simply means the commercial from the 80s. Calgon, take me away, right? You get in the bath, ah, peace, no children, no spouse. I don't have to worry about food or finances or anything else right now because I'm in the bath. It's the best, best place in the whole house, right? Because you can lock the door and leave them all out, and it's fine. That's our one place of solitude in this world, the bathroom. So maybe you need to take some time, be in the bathroom, take some solitude. But that's not the peace that God, I believe, has. If you go back to the Old Testament and you look at the Hebrew understanding, peace is far beyond this idea of peace, what we say peace, or a hello and a goodbye, which for sure is used in the Hebrew and Jewish language. To say hello and goodbye, they say shalom. But it's far more than that. Let's go look. We look at Strong's Concordance, number 7965. Shalom. Completeness. Wholeness. Health. Peace. Welfare. Safety. Soundness. Tranquility. Prosperity perfectness, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation or discord. Shalom comes from the root verb shalom, meaning be complete, 
perfect and full. Now for us, in our culture, we have learned that completeness comes with being busy, getting another thing, having more money, making sure everything is okay and balanced, and I think there's another way. If you want, close your eyes and listen to these verses from Matthew chapter 6. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. It is not, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes or work or a job or family, believe it or not, or friends. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But... Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. God doesn't call us to balance. Because I truly believe God sees our lives and says there's no way they will ever find balance. God says, make me first. Seek me first. Seek what I have for you in your life first. The church can get a portion, sure, but your relationship with God gets number one. Seek first your relationship with Him, and all these things will be added unto you. Over the next couple of weeks, we are going to talk about what that looks like. Today, we're going to stop, and I'm just going to let that simmer. Let you kind of deal with what it is in your life that's just driving you and maybe driving you crazy. And allow that word, seek first God to rest upon you. And we'll talk about what all that means, loving God, loving others, and having the life he desires of us all. So as we usually do, we don't leave you without something to do. Today, the something to do is to come to God's table. It is to seek him first. 
It is to put all the distractions aside. It's to take all of your worries. And if you can't put them aside, what I'd like you to do is bring them to the table and lay them at the feet of God. Put them down for a moment and seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. For us, as we come to this table, we believe that God is allowing us to re-participate in what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And so we remember as a community the night in which Jesus got around a table with His friends, His disciples, those He had spent three years with, pouring out His life with, and He was having a very important meal with them. But in the midst of the meal, He did something very unusual. He took bread and He broke it. He gave thanks to God. And then He said some very funny words. Take and eat. This is My body, broken for you. Those were words that were strange to them. They may be strange to you today, but Jesus says them to us nonetheless. Take, eat. This is My body, broken for you. And then He took the cup He gave thanks to God. And then he said these words. Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. When you drink this, remember me. Yes, they must have been strange words for them, but the Prince of Peace was calling his children unto him, knowing that just in a few hours he would become their shalom. He would become their perfectness. He would become the rest they all longed for. He would become their peace when he would hang his body on a cross and die to give all of us life. And so today, I invite you, come. Come to this table. Come to the Prince of Peace and participate once again in the life-giving act that He did for all of us upon the cross. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, pour out Your grace upon all of us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine and make them be for us the body and blood of Christ. That we might be the body of Christ redeemed by His blood, receiving Your peace and spreading it throughout all the world. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to invite those who are going to help serve this morning, if you would please come. As they come, I want to remind all of you that the table in this church, in the United Methodist Church, is always open. No one is refused. If you come today seeking Christ, you are welcome to come and partake. We do our uh, communion by intention, and all that means is we will hand you a piece of bread If you will take that bread and dip it in the cup, and then you can put it in your mouth and eat it. 
and you are welcome to stay here on either side to pray or someone will be back at the prayer um, table for you if you would like to pray with them. Everyone is welcome and so we invite you all to come. Let me serve our servants first and then we will go from there. You are welcome to come at any time you are ready.
crucified to set me free. Now I live to bring him praise. All my delight. All my delight is in you, Lord. All my hope, all of my strength, all my delight.
take home to uh, be your calendar for this month. Some of it will coincide with what we're talking about on Sundays over this month about before the calendar goes crazy. Very simple things like reading a passage, a passage of scripture and talking about it with your family or with friends. Uh, the very end, we're going to try a real full-blown Sabbath. The last Saturday, actually it's the first Saturday of next month. And what that means is we don't work or cause anybody else to work from Friday night sundown till Saturday night sundown. So start thinking about how you might prepare to do that for yourself and your family. So you all can look at that and use those as you take them home. Would you please stand and receive this benediction? May the God of peace rest upon you, give you refreshing, give you hope, and give you rest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.